Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. All right, it is hour two of our five hour Wednesday conversation on Hook them up with Ian Rod V. Talking uh, all things NFL playoffs and wildcard weekend. Also, coaching carousel, the Jim Harbaugh watch is on. And now, the Mike Vrabel watch will be on. After uh, his dismissal yesterday, we'll talk more about that. Also, Rod will have his first rant of the day in this hour. And, uh, uh, Rod, we've got some uh, concerning news involving our producer, Uh-oh. Uh, Ty Henderson. Ty Henderson. Um, got some dis- dis- disturbing news on him, though i got to tell you. you know, we, we, we love T.Y. and uh, trying to bring him along, you know what I'm saying? But uh, i got a story i got to tell you coming up about him. And I just saw the uh, the news uh, weather forecast. I don't oh, know yeah. why this happens. Our meteorologists out there can tell me why this is. I don't know. But how about this, Rod? Right now in downtown Austin, it's 35 degrees over at Camp Mabry. And out at the airport, it's 25 degrees. Hold up. What? Yeah. I was just looking at the uh, the, the, the the weather. It, in, in, sure it's not some kind of discrepancy? Yeah. A, what? But it's always colder out by the airport because it, you know, there's less uh, homes and people and everything out there. That much colder? Uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's down towards the Colorado River. I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Would you meteorologists tell know. me why there would that's... be a 10-degree de- 10 difference in temperature when there's only about uh, 10 miles, wow. you know, 15. How far is that from Camp Mabry down to the airport? That's, you know, 10, 15 miles. I, that seems bizarre to me. That's, that is very bizarre. I don't, I don't understand that either. And then everywhere else, it's between 32 and 35. Get down at the airport, it's 25. Is it a, is it a wind thing? <laughs> I don't know. know. It's temperature. I don't know. That's weird. And, and it seems to always be that way. Somebody will let us know that, okay. our meteorology friends out there who new. who uh, spend time on the Weather Channel um, watching Jim Cantori. Some people love the Weather Channel. Oh, man. Watch it you know who loves the weather is our, our co- colleague, colleague Bob Cole. Bob Cole loves the weather. He loves just watching the Weather Channel? Yep. Yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. Talking to weather people. Weather, like when forecast, so long term. Anytime there's a weather disaster and they go, oh, they like, go around the clock uh, coverage 100%. on the Weather Channel, he's all about it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. He's old school radio, man. That's guess what the radio is, right? You're providing intel for information for the people. That's true. We're trying to. Now you got the weather app on yeah, your phone. Yeah, now you just got the phone. <laughs> the weather app on your phone, you go check it out. Like, oh, that's what's happening today. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Makes it. Yeah, I get it, though. Makes sense. I get it. Old makes school, sense. though, baby. Old school. Old school. Nothing wrong with that. You know, old dogs, new things. That's why the law, <laughs> That's why uh, folks are upset about the Peacock Network streaming the uh, playoff game on Saturday night, which might be one of the coldest games in playoff games in NFL history. Yeah, I just want to see how the players react to it being that cold. I mean, that's trust me. I played in the NFC North and played in Green Bay and played in Chicago. Man, that zero sub zero temperatures. It, it, it's impossible not to not to be distracted by it. I, I rem- say, it's everybody's thinking about it. It's just to to what extent is it going to affect? It will affect everybody. There's no doubt. What's the coldest game you ever played? Was it in Chicago? I believe it was Green Bay. We went to Green Bay. 
uh, when I was playing for Detroit, and it was a really cold game there. Uh, Chicago had some cold games too. Because Chicago. Chicago, you get that wind effect never, right I off. I never the, got uh, sub zero. I don't think, but we got to. I mean, we got down to the, the teens and single digits in some of them games. Well, remember, this is a night game, so it's it, you know the, the high temperatures for like the day is for like nine Man, um, or that's four. A, that's what I'm saying. But it's, when the when the sun goes down, any it's going to be it really will cold. Affect you. That football is going to feel like a, a block of cement. I'm yeah, thinking. man, it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, and and the. Yeah. The Chiefs have played, and I recall a few years ago when Tom Brady faced Patrick Mahomes in an AFC championship game, it was that cold. Yeah. It was one of those kind of frigid games. That was the uh, the year that the Mahomes beat Tom Brady. Uh, no, no, Br- no, Brady, Brady won it. Brady, Brady won it. Yeah, Brady won it. Uh, yeah, because I think it was D4 to the Chiefs lined up offsides yeah, on like what would have been yeah. a game-winning interception, essentially. But, uh, yeah, uh, so we'll see. That's, that's the type of weather it's going to be. And I said that on Monday coming in here after the Dolphins coughed up that game to the Bills. They coughed up a home game in mm. South Beach with the Dol- with the Steelers mm. to advance versus having to go to Kansas City to play in frigid conditions. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but you, you know, Mike. Oh man, that is yeah, that is yeah. that. That's tough, right there. No it, question it, it, about the Bills it. Bills kind of did the same thing, right? The Bills, their win, it catapulted them to the number two seed, and they would have been out. And they <laughs> would have been on vacation uh, if they lost. So I mean, that's how close the NF, uh, the AFC playoff race was at the bottom end. But uh, yeah, and the Chiefs, you know, they rested some people last week because they, they couldn't fix their yeah. you know, their spot was going to be the three hole, uh, three seed in the AFC. So. Um, we'll see. And that, that, that Patrick Mahomes team, they, they've, been, they've been curious all year. They, they, they lack receivers. They lack receivers who catch. How good are they going to catch the ball when they can't feel their hands? That's what I'm saying. I don't <laughs> trust them. That's why the running, your running game is so big in the playoffs, especially when you get deep in the playoffs because you may have to play one of these games. Where it's like, man, I don't know if the passing game's gonna work. Yeah. Like it's that cold. I don't know. I, just, I don't know if the football, the football, the weight of the football will feel different. The feel of it'll be different for Patrick Mahomes. The players catching it, it won't be as soft. It'll be, like I said, it's gonna be tough. And like I said, a lot of these guys will just be distracted from the cold. They just won't play the same. It's a lot of cool storylines in these games. And I don't know if Tim has two ever played in a game this cold. I mean, is, I mean, I don't. Certainly think not so. a meaningful there's, game. Oh, there's no way. No way. He played no in, way. In the South. He played from in Hawaii. SEC. Yeah. <laughs> From Hawaii, played in the SEC, play, and it plays for the Miami Dolphins. No. There's no way. No way. He's Maybe in Buffalo. Like Maybe there's a Buffalo game late in the year, but uh, I don't know if it got this cold. This cold. Uh, there's elements, and then there's that. That's just a different thing. Uh, but I would also say that you know, the storyline of the weekend for me, right, there are so many with the Browns playing the Texans, the Cowboys playing the Packers, and Mike McCarthy revisiting his old organization. I got to say, you know, the Detroit Lions won the division for the first time in 30-plus years. If those fans have to put up with Matt Stafford coming in and upsetting them, can you imagine? Like they finally win a division, they're hosting a playoff game, they're in a good place, and here comes your your quarterback for, for about a 10, 11-year run. Yeah. Can you imagine? The irony of it? Oh, oh the I, dagger that would be for, I, for Lions fans? That place is going to be loud, Well, Because the Lions fans loud, in general man. love Matt Stafford. Yeah, they do. I mean, he was a great player for them on bad teams. He carried them at yeah. times. He's kind of the Lions version of Tony Romo for a stretch there with the Cowboys where – you know, it's just He's kind of carrying the team. Yeah. yeah, He doesn't have much around him and finding ways. And uh, for him to come, that's, just, that's a bad straw to have to face a guy. Because you, you can't root for him, uh, but the Lions fans like him. Well, now you got Jared Goff going head-to-head. That's a, that's I say Jared Goff's going against his, the team that the traded him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Into his Super Bowl. team, right? So, well, you know he's old wants, coach. You know he wants a piece of Sean McVay. Yeah, so I, I love the storyline. You got a revenge factor in all, a lot of these games. And, oh, yeah. You know, even the Texans and the, the Browns, there's a revenge factor. Sure. With, Deshaun Watson's not playing, but you still have that element and that storyline. I think that's really cool for the NFL. I, I do, too. It's, it, it's, it's really great. So, I, I – I don't really think that the Dolphins have a chance, but I will 
say the Dolphins run game is good. And this is a run game. Is Mostert going to play, though, is the question. Because He's it, dealing with an injury. Yeah, because if it's Mostert and uh, Devin, Devon A-Chain, uh, that's a good running game. If it's yeah. just A-Chain, they can, he's – got trouble. Yeah, he's – got to throw it more. What did you call Keelan Robinson yesterday? Kind he's of a, a boutique, boutique, boutique yeah. back? A At this point – complimentary yeah. piece. Yeah, because Mostert's a 220-pound dude who can run. He also scored 20 touchdowns this year. He's kind of their thumper. But he's got the, the speed. And then you put a chain in as the the diversion. But you know they got Jeff Wilson too. Yeah, it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's a fun game. Yeah. Obviously, Texans Browns the first game of the weekend. Uh, Bills Steelers Cowboys Packers and then that Lions. Um, you know Rams game will be a lot of fun. Monday night it's Eagles and Buccaneers uh, in Tampa Bay. Saw a team as a ten point dog in a playoff game. Been a bit, especially a wild card round. I guess wild card is where you would get a 10-point dog. Yeah, because that's where you get the Probably recently in the past few years with all the backup quarterbacks that have played in playoffs. Yeah, and there's been losing teams as that's that that uh, you know final the four seed that won a division with a losing record or yeah. yeah but we'll see. Yeah, that's the that's the the Steelers on the yeah. road at Buffalo probably take those points. Not <laughs> Josh Allen will be good for a couple turnovers. Uh, that is true. That we do know. Even if they, even if he plays well, he'll give it away a couple of times. You kind of feel like that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but they've won, you know, five or six in a row into the playoffs. Let's get to the other headlines of the morning. Rod's got his rant coming up. Let's hook him up with Ian Rod B. Top stories on a Wednesday morning brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment in their brand new location. How about Texas basketball? Bounce back win last night for the 25th ranked Longhorns on the road at Cincinnati. Coming off that double digit home loss to Texas Tech this past Saturday. Texas showed a much grittier effort in a very hostile environment. Saw out crowd uh, at Cincinnati looking to win their first ever Big 12 home game. It was the senior forward Dylan DeSue who poured in a career high 33 points. Uh, he was tremendous. 19 in the first half, 14 more in the second. That came, kept the Horns in a back and forth game. Then with another 10 seconds to go. Longhorns down a point. It was the sharpshooter, Max Acemus, taking things into his own hands and uh, hitting a baseline 12-footer to give Texas a 74-73 win. We'll continue to, to grow from it, um, continue to understand the intensity we have to play with. Um, you know, the big thing was, um, you know, open up Big 12 play. We didn't, you know, we didn't get a victory. Um, so it was really watching that um, and then seeing how we were going to respond. Um, so we knew it was a big moment for us. And, um, you know, the guys responded right away, um, bringing the right intensity, you know, and playing a full 40 minutes. Uh, Ace was had 15 big points on the night. As for Texas, next up, they got to go right back to that neck of the woods and play West Virginia at West Virginia on Saturday. 10th ranked Texas women are back in action tonight. They welcome TCU to the Moody Center for a 7 o'clock tip. Also in college hoops last night, upsets the name of the game. Number one and number two in the country both went down on the road. Second ranked Houston, the Cougars. So for their first loss of the year on the road at Iowa State, 57-53 in Lincoln, Nebraska, it was the Cornhuskers. Rolling past top-ranked Purdue, 88-72. And Waco, Baylor rallied for a win over BYU. And last night uh, as well, Auburn topped Texas A&M, 66-55. And football now official. Wide receiver A.D. Mitchell for the Longhorns is indeed going to forego his final year of eligibility. He will enter the NFL draft. The Big 12's newcomer of the year revealed his intentions with a post on social media last night. Since the end of the season, now 10 former Longhorns have declared for the NFL. 13 other Texas players have entered the transfer portal. Nine of those have already committed to new programs. Steve Sarkeesian and Longhorns do have a veteran who's decided to return for a super senior season. Word last night that linebacker David Benda plans to use his COVID-19 year of eligibility to return and play at Texas. In the NFL, bit of a surprise yesterday. Word that Mike Vrabel is out as Tennessee Titans head coach after six seasons. Team's owner cited decisions to move on from the 48-year-old uh, former coach of the year as an effort to, quote, build a more aligned and collaborative leadership atop that organization. There are now six uh, teams looking for new head coaches. A trio of those may be looking to Dallas for new leadership. According to reports, Washington, 
the uh, L.A. Chargers, the Carolina Panthers, have all put in requests to interview both Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn and the team's vice president of player personnel, Will McClay, for vacant general manager positions. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. A new year and a new store. Come see our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. All right, I did find the last time a team was a double-digit dog in the playoffs. Let me make sure I find it here. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so apparently – the last time there was a double an NFL playoff game had a ten point spread um, with a and this is no so it's a it's a caveat here. The last time there was a ten point spread with a total of no more than thirty five and a half points, which is also crazy, um, is the two thousand one Patriots. Ooh, uh, they, they won the beat, Super Bowl that year. They beat the Steelers twenty four seventeen in the AFC Championship game. Um, but the, the Steelers, yeah, 10-point dog. I, I got to go back and look. Last time there was a 10-point spread on just a uh, – just without any stipulations in it. That is a lot for a playoff game, a double-digit playoff uh, spread. Yeah. But that tells you Pittsburgh kind of – Because even a touchdown is big is a big number in the league. It's kind of like the uh, the Steelers – pulled some type of hidden ball trick to get into the playoffs, but they're here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they got to play Baltimore in a week when Baltimore rested a lot of their starters and they played in a rainstorm mm-hmm. uh, and found a way to win. And then everything that need- needed to happen happened. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers were one of those teams that needed like four things to happen in their favor, and they had to win. And they did them all. <laughs> it's just, uh, And here they are, and the Bills unlikely too because they had to, you know, not lose a game, win all their games down the stretch in December and in late November to get here. And uh, here they are. So that game will be the uh, early game on Sunday. It's not going to be a, a beach in Buffalo on Sunday. I, Sunday, I know that. It's going to be cold as heck and uh, possibly windy uh, in that ball game. That's why the that's why the total's so low. I mean, they're expecting high winds they off are. the lake there in Buffalo in <laughs> yeah. Orchard Park. So cold and windy in that game. Uh, all right, so wild card weekend is here. Mike Vrabel is out. I'll say this for Mike Vrabel. He had four consecutive winning seasons and built a heck of a team. But it's, it's not fair to not say that uh, Mike Vrabel – um, over the last couple of years, yeah. a six and eighteen stretch. He also is one in nine in his last ten division games uh, with Tennessee. So uh, they're going to go with a fresh start. And you mentioned last hour that uh, the new general manager that came in from San Francisco, Rand Carthen. Uh, he and Mike Vrabel obviously not aligned, uh, not seeing things eye to eye, and uh, they're going a new direction. But it does feel like Mike Vrabel will land somewhere pretty I quickly. Think the Patriots is sort of a natural fit. Isn't that a great <laughs> the one? The Patriots are moving on from Bill Belichick and we haven't heard anything but the reports that they may be doing that. If that's the case, yeah, Mike Vrabel's the guy. I don't even know if you need to I mean you should have a search, just do your due diligence, but I can't think of a better fit with the Patriots than Mike Vrabel and you get a chance to draft the quarterback. What happened with the Tennessee Titans is once they traded AJ Brown, he got at odds with the front office. The front office essentially in John Robinson at the time was fired by the owner because, hey, you're at odds with our head coach. Our head coach has proven himself. So we'll stay, we'll side with the head coach in this one and you trading AJ Brown. Then they hire a new GM. Then that GM doesn't necessarily align himself with Mike Vrabel's philosophy uh, that he and Mike Vrabel can't get along. And this time the owner's deciding, all right, you know what? I'm not going to side with you again, Vrabel. This time I'm siding with the GM I just brought in. I just hired this guy. And you guys can't compromise and can't get aligned in your vision for the team. If that is the case, then I'm going to side with the GM here, and then you can walk, and then we'll let him hire his head coach. So they just kind of keep going back and forth 
in these little power struggles. Well, and it feels and they like need, they need to have a head coach and a GM on the same page, well, so they and, can quit having to go go back and forth. Well, and then you know, with those successful four seasons, they were aligned because um, you know the, the the previous general manager came from New England with, and he was a New England guy. Jen, like, Jen like, Robertson. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like Mike Vrabel. Yeah. So they were aligned, and then Until you know, you traded, you traded AJ Brown. Which which if you're if Did you're the owner like, oh. Amy Strunk Adams, you're kind of like well. Well, why do you keep fighting with these GMs? Can we get along here? Yeah. Uh, same time, you, she said it on the radio interview, and you read it. It was good, a good find by you that uh, they didn't trade Mike Vrabel, which was my initial thought. I was like, why wouldn't you trade that guy? He's got some value to your organization if he's under contract. There's going to be someone who's looking for a coach who might give you something for him. Mm-hmm. Um, she said they, they didn't want to get behind, they, they, which, which feels like they know who they're going after. Uh, they've got a, a, a main candidate who they'd like to get in on quick and get to the front of the line. So. We'll follow that in Tennessee and where Vrabel lands. As I mentioned earlier, the clamor out of Columbus is pretty, uh, pretty extreme. Ohio State fans immediately want the Buckeyes to fire Ryan Day and hire Mike Vrabel. Hire Mike Vrabel. <laughs> hire you Mike Vrabel. Yeah. He'd, be, he'd be our Jim Harbaugh would be the, is kind of the, the mantra. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he'd be great at the college level, but, I mean, why go down to college when you're already no, considered, not considered a great NFL coach? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about Vrabel. You're going to bring him in. That's why New England is a better spot because at least he and the owner are aligned and they'll get together and hire a GM that is also on the same page philosophically with Mike Vrabel. And that's what's happened. See, he had one guy he brought in, John Robinson, and they came in together. And then he ended up turning on him. Yeah. And then now this guy he brought in as a fresh new perspective as a GM, Rand Carthen, he can't get along with him. So I think that's gonna that's number one for Mike Vrabel wherever he goes. Make sure that he and his boss get along because <laughs> that's been a problem. And make sure he hires the right offensive coordinator, as you mentioned, Arthur Smith when he left to be head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. That also was kind of one of the I think one of the events that's that foreshadowed. They haven't been the same since the, the, the down, yeah, the, the downturn and the slide for the Titans. That and the AJ Brown trade. The AJ Brown trade turned Vrabel against the uh, against the front office and and Arthur Blank leaving. By the way, Arthur Blank was there before Vrabel even got there. Arthur Smith. Uh, Arthur Smith, sorry, Arthur Blank. Uh, Arthur Smith was there before Vrabel even got there, and that so he was kind of an organizational find. Um, so I, I even wonder if Vrabel likes Arthur Smith as much as we thought too, because that was Arthur Smith was where, was there way before Vrabel was there. He was there with Mike Malarkey, I believe. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we got Rod's rant coming up. We'll get to that. Also, can I can we do your rant here coming up after the quick timeout? And I'll tell you this Ty Henderson story, and then we'll get sure. your rant. Because i got to get you this. I'm, I'm feeling for our guy, Ty. So how about this? Okay, so here we are on Wednesday now, right? And Ty, Ty, you're feeling better now? Ty came in on Monday feeling pretty down, pretty bummed. He didn't sleep at all. Ty, are you feeling better on this Wednesday, the 10th, or as you were coming in on the 8th? I'm feeling a lot better now. All right, so, he, so I talked when I, when I connect with Ty from the Horn Onion Creek studio. Uh, I check in with him. He's, how you doing? He, he didn't sound good on Monday. He sounded like he was, he was bumming. And you said you didn't sleep at all on, uh, Monday, on Sunday night into Monday morning. Ty, do you know why that was? Was it just anxiety? Was it uh, not feeling well? What was going on? Um, well, I, I did eat one of those, like, Delta 10 edibles from the gas station. <laughs> what? Well, gas from station a smoke edible. shop. Yeah, same thing. It's all, it, and, I, yeah, it did not treat me well. And did it give you the, the heebie-jeebies or what? I don't know. I, I mean, I've... I've, how can it be? A, how can it be edible when marijuana is not legal? You never seen those rod in the gas stations and such? Yeah, but it, can it be real? Oh, it marijuana? gets you. Yeah, it works. It, I had my I, okay, doubts. It, it works, but is it real marijuana? Or are you eating some manufactured synthetic crap? Yeah, that I don't. Just, it, that the FDA doesn't care about. 
yes. what you need to be wary. Yeah, because yes. that's yeah. You need don't do that again. No, that I'm that not. Stuff is da- don't stuff, buy things at gas stations. That, that stuff is dangerous, dude. No, I'm not joking. Actually, that, that I'm not. I'm yeah. I learned my lesson. We continue real the story smoke, real, here. Wait, real smokers only, Ty. Real smokers <laughs> only. <laughs> Just let's, let's stay away from that. Let's stay away from that fake stuff. <laughs> so, so he was. Come uh, holler at me, man. If you need something, holler. So, at me. <laughs> so, so he's coming off the uh, the gas station edible. Oh gosh. And here's where I'm going to give Ty away here because I have to because we wouldn't we don't have to reveal this but I'm revealing it. Okay, yeah. The, 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 yeah. the Ty was so not awake on Monday morning oh. after not sleeping after the gas station edible. Yeah, because <laughs> he came to work, Rod, oh. without pants on. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, what day was this? Monday. Monday. <laughs> What were you worrying then? Okay, okay, so here's what happened. So my girlfriend was sleeping over, right? So like I, I wake up and I try to be considerate when I'm getting ready in the morning. But because of the edible, I literally I, I felt like I, I mean I was so I could barely stand up on my own. It was terrible. And so I, I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep the lights are off, whatever, trying to get dressed. I'm trying to get through whatever, no sleep, and I put on my shoes, whatever, walk out the door, get here. I don't have my key card. Uh, cause oh. we've talked about that. So I'm waiting on Brock to get here to let me in and he gets here. I open up my door. My light comes on. I look down and I'm just in, in my boxers. <laughs> We're in boxer shorts with sh- shoes on a hat, t-shirt, rest of my usual, usual outfit. And I was like, Oh my God. And Brock was like, what is wrong with you? Like looked at me with the most disappointed look. And I just strapped a sweatshirt around myself and ran up here and didn't get up till till I left. Um, oh but that's probably, that's, God. that's why I was uh, a little slow. Wow. And, uh, and I, oh. and it, I went through that whole day and I, I literally, I felt like groggy and messed up until like the next I think morning. Uncle, I think uncle Rod oh, just told man. you, don't take the gas station edibles. Can <laughs> wow. we, can we not do that? <laughs> yes. I can't never, I, 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 that you, and you are not a person with low tolerance for things. No, like in terms of, no, not yeah, at all. Consumption of, yeah. Cause wow. And it had you that it knocked you. That, yes, that, like I, I, I like felt wow. like I felt drunk the next it morning. Rocked your world. Yes, oh. and I didn't drink anything that weekend. Like I was, oh. you know, no hangover situation your, going on. No, hey, you're on the no, no booze, pants. no fast food thing. How's that going, by the way? No booze, no fast food, January. Uh, it <laughs> sounds going, good. You're coming to work with no pants actually, on. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I, had to, I had to go to a funeral this weekend, so I, I had some a few drinks at the reception after. But uh, oh, other than that, I'm I'm still dry for January. Okay, there you go, dry wow. January, mostly dry January. Okay, um, right, Ty. Well, I don't know what, how to respond to that. Honestly, I don't know what to say. I don't think I've ever been that out of it where I forgot no. to put my pants on. And it was on. like one Never. gummy too. It wasn't like a pack of gummies. It wasn't like I over like you know. It was like a little package with one little rocket ship in it, and. Then, that. I will confirm that there was one morning way back, uh, way back, Rod, when I used to go out late and do things like that, uh, that I did show up for a morning show wearing two different tennis shoes. Like, but, you know, that's like... <laughs> yeah, 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 I can see that. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, it, was in the, it was the same kind of thing. You're trying to not, not that, make noise. I, I think I've been that out of it, to do stuff like that yeah, before. Two, two yeah. different shoes. My shirt on. Well, they both fit. You know, shirt you're not on, inside at. out or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've doing, done that. Yeah, but I yeah, walked the out of my house with no pants. It was cold. <laughs> exactly. You know, like I, the whole ride there, sat in my car for like five minutes before Brock got here, and still didn't realize I didn't have any pants you on. Didn't know until Brock, I uh, Brock no, like notified I, you. No, like no, I like opened up my door. Oh, you know, yeah. your car lights turn on. I looked down, and I was just in my boxers. And I, Uh-oh. I was like, oh well, this is gonna be a fun day. <laughs> 
And, and, and let me, did, 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 did you receive any grief? Because Brock, of course, was, and we, well, I shouldn't say of course, but people oh, Brock wow. is another producer who was producing the Coke FM morning show. So he was going to be there anyhow. Oh. Uh, but he was producing wow. Bob Cole's show uh, on Coke FM. So I'm assuming Bob didn't, uh, oh. did he lay into you a little bit on that? Was that uh, some, some chiding from Bob? Uh, not to my face, but Brock said that they were having a good time because I was also, <laughs> they walked in here a few times and I was uh, pretty much asleep. I, I'm telling you, I had to order, I ordered two, I don't, I stopped door dashing too because that was my fast food thing and I broke that That's that day. Idea. I ordered Chick-fil-A and then 20 minutes later ordered a burger from Hat Creek. So I ate two full <laughs> meals at like nine o'clock in the morning. Hey, okay, t- uh, uh, Uncle Rod oh. said it. Don't take the synthetic gas no, station man. gummy no. and the whole thing. I'd rather just do the real thing. You can find you can find a way. I know. Yeah. I was I was being stupid. I I, I mean ah. what and I and I had Ooh. it for a few days and I I don't I just took it because I was like oh it might help me sleep because I didn't even think it would work. Oh, you know, I, no. uh, it was a bad decision. Oh. Lesson learned. Make- wow. For for my my oh. kids' entire lives, every time they walked out the door, my wife would say, "Make good decisions, make, make good decisions, decisions. <laughs> make good decisions." Um, why, that was the mantra. This is why your mom told you to have always wear always wear clean underwear. That's right. I always have wear clean underwear. Oh, I, you never I, know what's gonna make happen. Make good decisions. I told don't my, take gas station gummies I, and don't not wear pants. I told my mom <laughs> that story last night, and she just laughed at me. So she, she, that's funny. She didn't even give me any oh. advice on it. She just. Thought I was an idiot. Too much, Ty. Too much. You're, wow. You're, you're one of a kind, my friend. My mind is blown. My mind I don't even know how I'm going to recover from that for the rest of the show. <laughs> I can't think about anything else now. I'm not going to be able to focus on the, you know, our behind the burn orange curtain, Rod's rant. I can't talk about. I think think about anything else. And I have so many questions now. About so do I. Out, <laughs> walking out of the house with no pants. You told your girlfriend this. How'd your girlfriend respond to the no pants story? Uh, I, she thought it was pretty funny. She was worried about me. <laughs> I kept her up all night. I was worried about you. I told Gerard, I was like, man, something's wrong with Ty. I, I, yeah, you uh, did say that. He was like, something's off. Something's right, right with yeah, this guy. Well, yeah, no, there's a few times where y'all were like, and that's Rod's rant. And that, like, try to call him for something. And I was like, oh, 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 that was, I was, I have never been that out of it doing the show, like, or, or any much, show man. at the station. Oh, yeah, and, no you're, and you're willing on. to talk about it. We will come back. When we do, it will be wow. Rod's rant first of the day. What are we ranting on? I can't uh, top that. No, I mean, you can't beat that. We probably should have waited on that story there. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> the, the show's, I mean, that's the peak of the show. We peaked at 720-something yeah. this morning. That's done. We're not going to top that. No. Nothing's well, going to top the, the tie no pants story. <laughs> Seriously, no breakdown of Cowboys versus the Packers. I can't talk Texans and the Browns, and you guys going to think it's interesting. You're going to be thinking about Ty up there all day. Not all day, but at least the all show with no pants on, <laughs> out of it in the studio. No damn drawers. Barely, barely cognizant, just, oh, man. No drones. Welcome to the hook em up with Ian Rodby experience. I'm going to say you is. shouldn't have been driving there, too. No, I'm going to say no, you're that no, out no. of it that you realize you had no pants on. You definitely shouldn't have been driving. You should have just mailed it in, called it in. I, yeah, not an option <laughs> at this point. So. Ty, Ty nearly and, uh, could have ended up in our off-the-record segment here on the oh, show. Oh, uh, And he certainly did. That was off the record. We'll come back. When we do, it'll be Rod's rant. <laughs> we'll also... Stop by the police or something. <laughs> 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 well, that's what I'm saying. That would have made off the record. <laughs> Austin, no man, pulled over with no pants on. <laughs> but you know the officer's like, okay, man, get out of the car. And he said, have you been drinking? And the police report said, have you been drinking? No, sir, I took a gummy from the gas station. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, officer, I believe that's a loophole. <laughs> I took a gas station gas. <laughs> It's not 
technically not marijuana, I don't believe. No, it's not. Yes, I'm sorry. I think I you can buy it at the gas station. It can't be illegal, <laughs> yeah, right? I think you find a loophole, Ty. I think you're good. Officer Steele might put you in the back of the car. <laughs> like, yeah, man, dog, yeah. you ain't got no pants on, bro. All right, we will. Uh... <laughs> Is that illegal to drive with no pants? No, you can drive with no pants. Well, he had, he had, he had boxer shorts on, so technically those are pants. Oh. He didn't have actually pants on on a cold uh, morning. It was a cold morning. It depends on what kind of box. Are we talking about boxer briefs? Are we talking about They were not tidy whities they were, they were some. They were some Haynes briefs. <laughs> Fuck oh man. Like I said, we peaked. We, Damn it. Yeah, no. We peaked. We should have told that story at like eight thirty. Yeah, well. We waited too early. I'm gonna get to repeat it. <laughs> we'll do it later. Uh, but there you go. There's our, our producer Ty. Living living life. Oh uh, wow. and then wanted to explain the his, his his out of it nature on Monday. We'll be back. Uh, Rod <laughs> will have a rant, we'll do some bullish or BS and uh, we're not bullish on not wearing pants. I took it up with wow. Ian Rodby. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Oh, no, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. I'm still trying to focus. <laughs> By the way, people are sending us uh, <laughs> gifts of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Hopping around with no pants on. <laughs> Several people have asked Ty, where can I get some of those edibles? <laughs> Ty, do you want to inform the people where they can get some of these uh, these very potent uh, uh, edibles? Uh, it's it's a, a wow. smoke shop off Manor Boulevard uh, by the tollway. It's next yeah, to a DH East. donut shop. It's next to there. It's a little, little shack. <laughs> oh, man. Like I said, I don't know if I'll ever recover. I can't even really do this segment. Come on, man. I'm just fo- I can't. I can't focus on anything else. I'm just thinking about Ty without pants on, which is something I trust me. I don't want that in my visual oh. in my head. But now you, it's in. It's you, in there. You know, I would have told you all like the day, the day of, and I and well, I was can you like, imagine had because we're still separate studios. Can you imagine <laughs> if we were there? <laughs> that would have been oh. the best. <laughs> But not be able to do a, yeah, a show. He wouldn't be able to do the show. I, I didn't even have I didn't have the energy or the wherewithal to even explain what was happening that day or yesterday. I, I had to wait two days. Well, that was that was true because I kept asking Ty, Ty, what's wrong, man? He's like, no, then. no, oh, I, then. yeah, <laughs> I no, like, you, no, you said something's wrong, and I was like, yeah, he does sound like he's off. Yeah, wow, <clears throat> um, off. That's it's a bit of an understatement there. A uh, bit of an understatement. Oh man, the lives we live. Okay, um, all right, let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about the wild card. Let's talk about the Cowboys and the Texans. I want to talk about either one of these. Uh, we, so I want to break down these uh, matchups. We've been trying to break them down all um, all week long, and we'll continue to. So let's start with the Cowboys and a, a little nugget that I saw about the Cowboys and really about pressure because the Cowboys lead the NFL in pressures. Right? The Cowboys are the best pressure defense in all the NFL, and they have the best pressure defender in all the NFL in Michael Parsons. And one thing I saw about Jordan Love, we talked about Jordan Love's development and how Jordan Love 
has really <laughs> see I can't focus either. Trust me, I'm trying here. I'm a professional. <laughs> Throw on Joy Lowe's <laughs> development since week eight. <laughs> and he's got eight, he's probably playing like a top five quarterback since uh in the last eight games of the season pretty much. Um eighteen touchdowns, uh passing, twenty total, so two rushing and throwing that, only one interception, and he's talking about a one twelve point seven passer rating in the last eight games. Um, here's something to think about, though, about how he performs under pressure. The Cowboys led the NFL in pressure rate since week 10. If you go look at Jordan Love's QBR under pressure, um, it's actually a 75 QBR under pressure, second only to Dak Prescott. Wow. Who's got a 78 QBR under pressure ahead of Bright, uh, Brock Purdy, who's third with a 59 QBR under pressure since week 10. Um, so Jordan Love, it's not just you know him operating within this system uh, and playing well when he's got good protection and when he's clean, he's playing really well under pressure. So some of the same plays we've been seeing Dak make under pressure, some of those great throws he's made, and he's, he's played really well this year. I think solidified himself as the best QB in the NFC. Uh, Jordan Love is in that conversation too because Jordan Love has been great. And uh, the Cowboys, where the pressure comes from, I think it's going to be key. I think the pressure needs to come from the interior, forcing a young quarterback to abandon the pocket. So if I would try to use Michael Parsons on twists and stunts to get him matched up on an interior offensive lineman, uh, you can line him up at the off-ball linebacker, which they do, and just blitz him up the interior gaps too. I think you want to get Michael Parsons uh, with interior pressure, and that's going to be one of the keys for the Cowboys versus uh, the Packers because Jordan Love's been great, but no quarterback is good when the pressure's in their face. Usually they're good when the pressure is coming from the edge and they can step up in the pocket. If I'm uh, the Cowboys, I want a young Aaron uh, Jordan Love to have to abandon uh, the pocket. And then you can he'll make mistakes, and I think he'll uh, be more erratic, uh, make bad decisions uh, when he's outside of the pocket. But if he's inside the pocket, the way he's been playing, um, and he's going, he's going to be dialing up some throws uh, against the Cowboys. Um, and the running game worries me too. Uh, that's something I think – if you're a Cowboys fan, you've got to be concerned about the last three games of the season. Uh, there's an argument to be made that Aaron Jones, well, maybe the last four games of the season since he's been back. He's only played in – he missed six games this season. So he's only played in like 12 games this season. Or, sorry, not 12 games. He only played in like 11 games this season. But I think he's actually played his best football in the last three games. If you go look at Aaron Jones' success rate – uh, running the football, and success rate can be defined basically like uh, first down, you're getting um, 50% of the yards to gain on first down, 70%, at least 70% of the yards to gain on second down, and I believe on third down, it's a third and fourth down, 100% of the yards to gain. That's what's defined as success rate, in case you were trying to figure out what it was. So success rate for him, though, Aaron Jones, the last – uh, three weeks has been through the roof. As a matter of fact, if you look at success rate over the 142 runs this season, he's at 62%. That's the best of his career. Um, and also, that's the best in the NFL this season of running backs with at least 125 carries. So he, he's, he's running really well. Last three games, 111 yards rushing, 120 yards rushing, 127 yards rushing in the last three games. Only getting more efficient. That's going to be the concern. He had uh, against the Cowboys last season, 138 yards rushing, and the Cowboys' one big vulnerability on defense is their rush defense. And the Packers can run the they can run the rock, and they can run the rock really well. And it's 
you know, it's the Shanahan running game, which they've seen multiple times this year. Um, so they should have and this, it, it, different variations of it, different permeations of it, but it's still the Shanahan running game. It's the uh, zone blocking scheme that you saw with the Dolphins, that you saw against the, 40, uh, the 49ers. So the Cowboys should have some familiarity with this, this style of run game. And if they can hold Aaron Jones and force them to be one-dimensional, um, then I think you really can take advantage of a young first-year starter in Jordan Love. But if they are balanced offensively, that could be a problem for the Cowboys because they can run the rock. Yeah, and that's uh, now it hadn't been as much problem at home. Uh, did, Detroit did an okay job running the ball against the Cowboys on that Saturday night game, uh, New Year's Eve. Um, but yeah, usually at home they've been a different team than they have been on the road. The road is where they've yeah. gotten gouged and gashed in the run game, but it's typically off the perimeter, off the edges, and we'll see uh, with the Green Bay Packers. And it's funny. I mean, there's this. They're one of these teams that I think nationally people just stopped watching. They, they just stopped paying attention to the Packers when they were three and six. I agree with and that. And they're just like, eh, the Packers are no good. Yep. Packers are no good. Well, here they are, and they're nine and eight. And uh, much like the Bills, they got hot at the right time. They came out of their bye week, and you know, they're, they're but and as we talked about, they're the youngest roster in the NFC. Uh, so this is a team that uh, the Cowboys should be more talented than, better than. It's why they're favored. But uh, do not, you know. Take them lightly by any stretch of the imagination because yeah. they're playing good football right now. And a young team that, that doesn't know any better, Rod, if they you let them get, get, get rolling, get some momentum, can be a long game. Yeah, yeah, you talked about it. One of the youngest teams in the NFL right now. He, if you go look at Jordan Love's, all of his passing yards, 87% of his passing yards are the first or second year players. I brought that up yesterday. I mean, when he's targeting just rookies alone, he's at 70% completion percentage targeting rookies, over eight yards per attempt. Uh, 17 touchdowns, only two interceptions, 112 passer rating, just targeting the rookies. And usually that's when the passer ratings drop because rookies make mistakes, they drop passes, uh, they end up with the wrong side adjustments, they run the wrong routes. Uh, that is not the case with, the, with these rookies and with these young receivers that Jordan loves throwing the football to. That's something uh, to keep in mind. All right, a little nugget, and we'll dive into the Texans matchup versus the Browns a little bit more. Uh, but something that I saw on so NFL matchup, actually, and they were talking about the Browns offense now and how the, they're probably the most dangerous play action, under center play action pass team in the NFL. And that actually was something that hurt them, or hurt the Texans when they played them the first time. Now, that was without C.J. Stroud and a lot of injuries for the Texans. But I remember Joe Flacco, if you look at just play-action passes, and I went back and found the number on play-action passes versus the Texans, he had a 97 QBR on just play-action passes alone. He was 10 of 15, 209 yards, one touchdown. Out of those, he had, I think he was 27 of 42 three, for 368, three touchdowns, two picks. A lot of that damage was done deep down the field. Play-action pass under center on first down. Yep, specifically. A lot of first down passes in that oh, game. Oh, man. They just, they really did. They eviscerated the Texans with those first down uh, play action pass deep shots. They were under center. So everything said run, and it left them with one on one matchups. And Amari Cooper, as you brought it, I mean, you brought it up. I mean, he had 11 receptions, 265 yards. They got to find a way to take Amari Cooper out of the equation because Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco have been, their chemistry in the, Three games, I think, where they've been healthy, it's been they've been some of the it's been some of the best wide receiver quarterback chemistry and quarterback productivity in the league. I mean, they've been really, really good together. So if you if you're the really if you're the Texans, you got to find a way. Number one to take Amari Cooper out of the game because he's the guy that basically beat you in that last uh, matchup. 
but you also got to figure out a way to force turnovers because that is one of the fatal flaws for Cleveland. They've even though they've managed to win games in spite of them turning the football over, they are a turnover prone team, uh, and they've managed to go eight and five in games with multiple turnovers this year which that doesn't happen. The last team to win eight games with multiple turnovers was the 2003 Carolina Panthers who lost the Super Bowl to New England. Teams that, you know, have multiple turnovers don't manage to win games, so they're well built so they can can survive and win in spite of those mistakes. But if you're the Texans, you got to turn this team over. Yeah, that's your chance. That's your chance. That's your chance. Because yeah. against the number one defense, you're not going to go up and down the field on them no, that often. Sh- you got to create some chance. short fields. Yep. Maybe even some, a defensive touchdown would be huge. And obviously the Texans got a touchdown in the first play of the game last week yeah. offensively. And those are the huge in playoff games when you can play with a lead, um, especially, you know, go back to the Browns game. Texans trailed that whole game. But uh, Texans do get a lot of key guys back, including C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins. They didn't, didn't have play. Will Anderson in that game they either. They didn't either, no. And I don't think they had Grenard. They did not. I was there missing both of their yeah, starters. That was, rushers, and they are. I mean, they set the record this year, if I'm not mistaken, for franchise record for sacks. They did. Well, and then and then their other starting corner, right? It's uh, Derek Stingley on one side, and and then Stephen Nelson got hurt, and they were down to like a practice squad guy that had just come up playing corner, and that was part of the reason Amari Cooper torched them. Yeah. Houston much healthier, but again, the Browns rested starters last weekend. Yeah. Uh, to get as healthy as possible. Amari Cooper was dealing with a heel injury yeah. actually a week a week or so ago. I'm sure he'll play, but I, his status is something that that teams that obviously you should watch about that. I'm sure they'll be keeping up with it. And I wonder if they'll try to marry Stingley um, and shadow Maybe. Mari Cooper as much well, as they can. After Stingley. a guy goes for 260 against yeah, him, you might want to. That's got to be one of your solutions you throw out there. Like, all right, you know what, Stingley, you got him. All right, <laughs> yeah. We'll go, man, and we'll just let you take him. Um, but like I said, it, it, the turnovers are going to be big. I, I, I forgot to give the actual number, but Cleveland leads the NFL in turnovers. That's right. Uh, they got 37 turnovers on the season. Texans, 14. So that's a league low, by the way. So the Texans have the fewest uh, giveaways on offense, and the Cleveland Browns have 37 giveaways on offense the most. Well, that could be the turning point of that game. It really could, especially with C.J. Stroud taking care of the football, if he does. This, this is the, well, I know it sounds the biggest weird. test he's had so far this season. I know it sounds weird against Cleveland because, you know, my, part of my game plan would be this. Because since Joe Flacco's taken over, I think teams have stacked the line and kind of tried to take the run game away because they thought they would try to protect Flacco with the run game. The opposite is true. They keep running play action. If I'm DeMarco yeah. Ryan's, I'm thinking about giving them the run at some level. Uh, not giving it to them, but playing with some light boxes and, and playing pass coverage because that's really that, – because that's what Joe Flacco's – that's why he's had those four straight 300-yard games. Te- teams are showing a lot of man coverage. Yep. They're, they're, they're loading up to stop the run because they think that's what's coming, and then it's not. And then Joe Flacco's getting those favorable matchups, whether it's Njoku, the tight end, or Amari Cooper – you know, you show them some different looks. And um, I don't say, you know, bend but don't break against this team. Don't give up those big plays. Yeah, they touched uh, it uh, don't, uh, And as D'Amico Ryan said clearly yesterday, with Njoku, the tight end who's played, gosh, like George, he's been like, you know, Travis Kelsey the last five weeks of the season. Um, you got to get him on the ground because he takes short passes and turns them into big plays because yeah, he he's so physical on the outside. They got to get, they got to tackle him to the ground. But I'd almost, so, I'd almost play the pass. And then see how – because with, without Nick Chubb, they're not nearly – and the injuries on their offensive line, they're not nearly as good as a running team as they normally are. Uh, at least in this spot, I think I would uh, not let Joe Flacco go crazy and see if you can force him into some mistakes. But we'll see. This would be a good chess match between the four and the five seed there. The Cowboys are the two seed playing the seven seed Packers. One is Saturday afternoon. The other is Sunday afternoon. We'll come back, pick up these conversations. A lot of, com- a lot of comments coming in on Ty. Uh, this says, guys, can the Cowboys distract the Packers by showing up without pants? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that might be a good guy. You can distract joke. anybody by showing up without pants. Somebody <laughs> said, Ty, what a great story. Made my Wednesday morning. Uh, please listen to Uncle Rod's advice on the gummies. This says, I was at Cover 3 in Round Rock last summer, and a guy fell out of his bar stool. We thought he was dying. Paramedic showed up. He was on Delta 9s. <laughs> or Delta 8s. Delta 8s, I'm sorry. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, I, I, I'm not going to say I've never done it, but don't ever t- take stuff like that from gas stations or even from those smoke shops. It ain't worth it. No. Not that kind of stuff. No, no, we no. will come back no, when no. we do. Uh, more on that. Bullish or BS, including this. Did you, hear what, uh, did you see what Jim Harbaugh had the Michigan Wolverines singing in the locker room after their win in the national championship game on Monday night? Uh-oh. I'll let you decide whether it's bullish or BS. It took him up. It, Jim Harbaugh's a genuine weirdo. Uh-oh. He's a genuine oh, weirdo. That's what we love about him. It's hook him up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan. Rod Papers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Hey, coming up, we'll reset the headlines, including a nice win for Texas basketball last night. Coming off that uh, opening conference game, lost to Texas Tech. They bounced back on the road, and it was a hostile environment at Cincinnati. That was a packed house. They were eager to win their first ever Big 12 home game. And because, uh, of course, uh, Cincinnati upset a really good BYU team on the road to start conference play. They were hype, and uh, Texas got the win. Uh, we'll tell you how they got there. Also, upsets all over college basketball last night, including number one and number two went down. And I'd say this, right on bullish and BS time. Welcome to the Big 12 for Houston. You know, Houston was playing the American Athletic Conference, and they would run up mm-hmm. these you know 30 and one records. Um, their first Big 12 conference road game loss at Iowa State. Yeah. Their first loss of the year. Life comes at you fast. Yeah, this Big 12 is a different animal. Uh, I think it'll make Houston better, big picture, but they're not going to have that 32-1 and record when they get to the tournament kind of thing. Uh, it's just the Big 12. It's too yeah. tough. Uh, they went up to Ames, Iowa, got beat 57-52 mm-hmm. uh, last night. But in yeah. bullish or BS, can I play this for you, Ron? And uh, you can decide. You, you were in a lot of locker rooms in your career. Yes, sir. Winning locker rooms, victorious locker rooms, and a lot of different things you can sing and do. Let me let you hear what Jim Harbaugh did with his team the, uh, after going 15-0, and winning the national championship, uh, first national championship outright for Michigan, gosh, since the late 40s. You know, that 97 championship was a split championship. Uh, but here's the way it sounded in the Michigan Wolverines locker room down in Houston on Monday night. I want to know if you're bullish or BS on this. Are they singing to him? No. So he's saying, okay, because he's trying to get him hyped up, and everybody's clapping, and he says, let's do for he's a jolly good fellow, and everybody kind of looked at him. For who, though? That's what he that everyone looked at him like, who? What? Who's, who's the jolly good fellow there? And that's when he said, For everybody, for everybody. So everybody's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> yeah. So we're all the jolly good fellows we're singing for? Yes. He's a weird son of a gun, isn't he? Play that again, Ty, and listen when he says what? it and everybody in the line they're all hype and then they're all like, Huh? Huh? What? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we singing? Do that one more time. Wow. Somebody already said for Connor Stallions on the text line. Oh, they were sitting that to Connor. 
<laughs> texting out to him. Uh, uh, bullish know, or BS, Rod? Nah, man. Bullish, good for them. I mean, that's great. I mean, they, they listen, he's quirky and eccentric. They love it, and it's worked, obviously, because they're the national champions. That's just a weird thing that they're seeing he's a jolly good fellow <laughs> talking about each of us, I guess we're singing to each other that we're all jolly good fellows. Then why not just say, for I'm a jolly good fellow? I don't know, you might as well just change the, <laughs> change the lyrics to the song. But, yeah, he's just a weird dude. There's all kinds of clips of him. Jim there's, Harbaugh's there's, a weird dude. There's one where, remember, we, we played yesterday when he was with Scott Van Pelt, and he said we're going to start our spring practice on Valentine's Day because we love football. We love football. Because we love football. We love football. <laughs> Which, I, I understand that. Hey, I love football, too. He, he had a quote that he said, you know, he was talking to somebody about and the confetti. He, he looked around, and he goes, confetti means everything to me. <laughs> yeah. So I guess because confetti, you only see confetti when you're, when you're celebrating winning. something. That's right, it does. You only see confetti when something good is happening. Nobody sees confetti when, you know, you have a, a mediocre average season. Hey, listen, so, uh, on the on the positive side for Michigan, we mentioned this at the end of the show yesterday. He's built uh, different, man. He's built different. He's built different. Uh, he doesn't care, doesn't apologize for it. But uh, as we said uh, at the end of the show yesterday, Rod, props to go 15-0, and have a team that only committed five offensive turnovers the whole year. Mm-hmm. In 15 games and only 45 offensive penalties all year. Well coached. Uh, led the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, the best tackling team in college football. And uh, I, I saw a little bit this morning, Dominic, Dominic Foxworth was on uh, Get Up on ESPN, and he was talking about how watching the All-22 tape, he said they were running like NFL concepts. I mean, they, they, they were, oh, they're, yeah. they're so high level on defense. Not many college teams run the, the – and that's why Michael Penix was so flustered. He, he just hadn't seen anything like that before. Yeah, they're taking – I mean, I'll say take a lot of what the Ravens have done. Yes, you're right. Uh, the Ravens connection, they had Mike McDonald down there, and, and they're still running a lot of the same concepts that they used when they, basically John Harbaugh loaned his, <laughs> loaned his coach out to his brother to be the defensive coordinator, and then now he's back and he's one of the most sought-after – defensive coordinators now for a head coaching job in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and now you have <laughs> – and but you also have to have players that are coachable enough to, to hand, you know, pass guys off and understand – Oh, no, the, no you got to have the players, but, yeah. Yeah, and the, but it, it, that's, that's, that's good stuff, though. Uh, and to confirm, so, they, are, they are using NFL concepts. For yeah. sure. I saw them using three high concepts. I mean, they, I, I saw some three bit high everything. running. Yeah, a little they, bit of everything. They're using everything. They are. <laughs> well, and that's part of the Pete Kwiatkowski thing, whether it was personnel or the game plan – Michael Penix felt comfortable the whole night. Uh, he, he know he saw what he saw, and it wasn't confusing. And yep. that's going to be a, a challenge moving forward for Texas. Uh, Rod, what do you have in bullish or BS, my friend? Uh, no, no, sorry, I'm still thinking about time <laughs> without pants. I, I'm sorry. That's what I got in bullish or BS. I'm sorry about I'm that. I just should have waited. You should have, because I, I think the show peaked. Then I'm still thinking about that, Ty. Ty. I, I don't know if I got more respect for you or less respect for you because you did work the whole – you stayed and worked the show. Yeah, he didn't have That would be a disaster. Barely. I probably would have – I would have ran home in shame and drove home and be like, guys, I can't do the show today because I, I wouldn't have even told y'all why. I just forgot my pants. I'm like, I'm going to be late today. You hey, that, that? that wasn't the first time I've done a morning show without pants. Damn. I threw really? up on myself one time. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we do have – Wow. We haven't peaked, Rod. We can keep telling Ty's story. I was going to say, I didn't think you could top it. I think you might have topped it. Not the first time he's done a morning <laughs> show without pants. Damn. Hey, bullish or BS on wow. this, Rod. A Jacksonville Jaguars fan, a female fan, oh, who after their historic collapse, losing five of six games <laughs> and out of the playoffs when the wow. Texans won the division, a fan drove to their facility and drove her car into the practice facility at the Miller Electric Center. So angry. 
She was angry or, the, yeah. or like inebriated? Both. Or both. both. <laughs> yeah, both. Like, you got to be a little. Well, maybe she was taking one of the edibles. Both, yeah. She went to the gas station and then drove to the facility <laughs> and drove into it <laughs> to show her frustration and anger on the. Uh, Wow. Uh, with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, fans are, fa- fans are passionate, my friends. Yeah. Drive your car into the facility. That's awesome. All right, we'll come back when we do. Uh, hopefully we can uh, not peak. We'll get back to uh, the stories of the day, Ty's No Pants program, uh, and the rest of a Wednesday edition of Pokemon with Ian Rodby.